Welcome to When Doc Speaks. I am your host, Doc Holly. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are going to dive into the topic of non-negotiables in a relationship. I think this is so important when we are talking about making these healthy connections. And, and when doing so, you know, it requires that we have ongoing communication. Um, we, we definitely need to be able to have what I call rules of engagement from both partners through the relationship. And I am one that really, I am evolving in my thought process as I continue to move forward in this journey. And I'm discovering that really kind of dismantling the idea and the negativity around settling and compromise. Because when you start defining the words and looking at them, it really does bring about uh, a perspective for some. So for me, instead of saying, you know, there has to be this compromise, you know, settle for this, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that we do need to have what I call rules of engagements from both partners, something that we mutually agree upon. So, you know, in order for us to start a relationship on a healthy journey, we have to have these discussions about what our expectations are and our boundaries. And guess what? The non-negotiables. These non-negotiables are deal breakers for some. Um, But these are an in-all be-all for you. For some people, they may be different. Um, You may have that you are going to have multiple ones or you just may have one or two. Uh, But whatever the case may be, you need to be able to have this discussion about the expectation, about the boundaries, and about non-negotiables from the very beginning. We all bring past experience, our points of view, and our desires you know, into our relationship. So we have to be open and honest from the first moment of encounter of what we will and won't tolerate. And I think that when you position yourself like this, it can help to alleviate any negative behaviors that's ongoing so that you can focus on the connection that you're trying to create with each other versus all of this stuff that you now need to discuss that you should have gotten out of the way from the very beginning. So before, you know, we become (laughs) with this great bond with each other and then now you're allowing certain behaviors to manifest in the relationship and they become difficult to change, position yourself, equip that relationship for success and have these conversations in the beginning. You want to begin a new relationship in your authentic true self, in your authentic true self. You want to begin a new relationship in your authentic self. You want to be honest about what you see for the future. And so this is what we're going to dive into with these non-negotiables. You know, non-negotiables are behaviors, their values, their characteristics of a potential long-term partner that you, in essence, disagree with. I, I do not agree with these things. These are no-go for me. And they are literally useful devices to prevent like the potential unhealthy behaviors or for the the relationship roles, if you define those to be unbalanced. You don't wanna put yourself in a situation to where it's potentially dangerous because you have not been open and communicated what, again, what you will tolerate and what you want. Uh, You wanna prevent, you know, potential unhealthy behaviors. You want to raise the flag so people are aware of your position and where you stand. 
So it's very important to have these type of things. Discussing, you know, your non-negotiables is the first, in my opinion, it's, it's the first process of vetting. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people, single people and married, that I have counseled, that I've had discussions with, that when it comes to the vetting process, there's not a vetting process in place. And so you need to be able to have a vetting process to help you to you know, maneuver through these uh, muddy waters, as you would say. And anything that deviates from this, you know, you don't want it. Um, if it's not gonna apply to your lifestyle, if it's not gonna bring you happiness and you know that it's an hands down, no go, you need to be having these conversations. The goal is to have a healthy relationship. The goal is that for you and your partner to become closer and to be in alignment with each other. And the way that you do that is about being upfront and honest about your non-negotiables from the very beginning, setting those expectations, creating those boundaries. And so let's dive in. So one idea that I want to um, really kind of focus on is that while some non-negotiables may allow, I guess, a little bit of flexibility, you know, other non-negotiables that may be out here may be, you know, coined as the red flag. Some things, you know, you have uh, a yellow flag, let's say, and but and with some, you have the red flag and these, you know, I cannot be endured. I will not overlook this. So if something causes you harm to your physical body, to your mental, your emotional well-being, it has to be immediately addressed and removed or you need to remove yourself from that relationship. And that, to me, immediately, this is why this is so important for these type of discussions to be had. And so I had an opportunity to do a show. And on the show, uh, one of the questions that was asked of me was about the non-negotiables. And typically, you you look at the non-negotiables, as I said, as your deal breakers. And so I'm trying to look at what, what would those be, you know, if I were dating, what does that look like, et cetera, for me personally. And where I could come up with some things, what I came up with once I really started to analyze it was top on my list, hands down, is physical abuse. Physical abuse should never be tolerated in any relationship and is an immediate non-negotiable, period. Another one is verbal and emotional abuse. <laughs> Effective communication, not just communication because we can communicate all day, every day, but if we are not comprehending what is being said, then it defeats the purpose. So for me, Effective communication is an important device for understanding who our partner is and what our rules of engagement are. And so unfortunately, it can also be used as a weapon to harm us, to demean us, to threat us, and to control. And so I feel like if you have a partner who uses language to criticize instead of connect, that is a huge red flag. And so I'm going to kind of go through because, you know, a lot of times people don't look at the verbal and the emotional abuse and they'll stay because it's not physical, right? 
but we need to, to we really need to dive in you know what are some examples of how someone may be using language against us instead of to you know be with us to create a bond and we need to be aware of these things you know the red flags so that if you find yourself in a relationship that is like this leave leave as soon as you notice these non-negotiable behaviors for for example insulting your character calling you names that is not okay you know someone yelling screaming or threatening to punish or expose you that is not okay someone who tries to alter the past to make them look better or using your past as an intention to hurt you that is not okay Someone that makes you feel that you are always in the wrong or need to make up for hurting them, that is not okay. Controlling your actions, your attire, your routines, or your contacts with your friends and your family, that's not okay. This is verbal and emotional abuse. And I've sat with this and what I realized is that even with myself, um, I was talking to someone who on the surface had a lot of great qualities, but I, li- I realized that this particular person, although for me on the surface was amazing, um, there was one key thing that stood out about me that ties to verbal, um, emotional, kind of like, I'll say more emotional than anything, is that they made me feel that I was wrong in some ways and that I needed to make up for hurting them as well. Like it was like a constant, constant thing. And when you find yourself in a situation like that, you'll find yourself always trying to prove your work to someone. That is not okay. Um, another non-negotiable is cheating. <laughs> you know, I know some things like we can recover from, but there are many different relationship styles that are out here in non-traditional relationship formats that's in this world today. And I've heard of a lot of them. So it is important to discuss upfront with your partner what you deem to be your preferences for romantic and sexual arrangements from the very beginning. If you're not into the poly life, don't say that you are. If you're not into BDSM, don't say that you are. Whatever the case may be, you need to be upfront and honest about what your uh, preferences are when it comes to this. Because whether you choose to be in a monogamous poly or other lifestyle, you have to make sure that you discuss expectations, boundaries, and agreed on allowances of how you will navigate romantic and sexual encounters within your relationship. And so if your partner is like breaking the rules on what you have discussed as it relates to cheating, that this is a sign that they were not really open and honest with you. And uh, again, this is a top non-negotiable and can truly cause for separation. Another non-negotiable is substance abuse, guys. It's substance abuse. This is a heavy one because sometimes you can find yourself in a relationship and you probably didn't know that the person was an alcoholic or someone who uses drugs, you know, even if they deem it to be for recreation. We need to pay attention to the things that we hands down know that we cannot and will not tolerate. Addictions are historically very deeply rooted within people. And so when they've gone through life and they've having experiences, relationships, Um, sometimes the reason why they're using the substance is because of a trauma is because of something that they're doing to cope. Like there could be a lot of reasons as to why they're using the substance. 
substance abuse can cause an enormous strain on any relationship and can even become the cause for arguments and lack of like quality time. So it's very important that if, you know, the using partner is not ready to relinquish the whole and seek help towards recovery, that substance will always overpower and win. And so you don't want to be second to a mind and body altering substance. So take this as a red flag and just move on. Another uh, thing that I want to tell you, and these are just some some other, so those are like some hardcore, <laughs> hardcore non-negotiables that I would say. Um, the next ones that I'm going to kind of hit as follow, these are, are ones that are like a personal to you, right? These are going to be very personal. They deal with characteristics. They deal with value uh, that you may witness in your partner. Um, and this may cause you to deviate from your own self, you know, in a way that you are not comfortable to live with. And so it's very common um, in relationships that non-negotiables can be um, desires for or against children, you know? <laughs> it could be practicing or uh, relinquishing uh, your religious uh, belief system. Um, it, and again, it could also be the differences in lifestyle preferences. So we have to have these conversations. It's so important. Meeting someone, your potential romantic partner, it really provides an opportunity to express your wants. This is the game changer. You express your wants, your needs, and your non-negotiables for the relationships from the very start. And so um, as we dive into this, we're going to talk about some common non-negotiables that you can bring to your new partner to discuss um, where you stand and if there's availability for you guys to have a rule of engagement centered around these things. Um, and it really helps to identify compatibility. So for example, the first one that I'm gonna give, wanting or not wanting kids. This has to be a discussion because children can be a top non-negotiable. It could either make you or break you. Another one is liking or disliking their friends. You know, meeting your significant other's friends allows you to get an additional glimpse into their world. And so if you like their friends and develop a comfortability around them, you will feel more confident when you meet with them for events and have more trust for your significant other when they're out, you know, with them solo. However, if you're unable to connect <laughs> or respect them, listen, it this it can be a game changer it can really cause you to feel somewhat isolated it could create a sense of tension there's a lot of things that could go around that as far as meeting the people and feeling comfortable about the the, the choices that they've made in their friends so for a lot of people liking disliking their friends uh, has weight and it has value also another one is different savings and uh, spending habits you know, finances are a critical thing when it comes to relationships and the livelihood of how we maneuver through life. And so this could be, again, a top non-negotiable depending on your preferences. So you have to make sure that the person that you are teaming up with, that the financial habits are able to align or accent or complement, you know, each other simply by asking questions about how each of you manage your financial responsibility. 
how do you, you know, how do you manage that? How do you manage your fun, your, your play money? Um, you know, even what, what you do with your savings. Like these are questions that when we talk about, if you're talking about something long-term and committed, you've, you've got to ask these questions of your significant other. Um, it's very important. Another point that I want to make is, uh, like you may have different social and political and religious beliefs and different, oh my gosh, knowing your significant other's preferences and affiliations can help you to understand how they navigate within this world. And so what are, you know, their individual religious, spiritual, or otherwise beliefs? Like I need to know. I, I'm a woman who subscribed to a Christian uh, belief system, my faith system foundationally, and I don't deem myself to be in the alignment of per se denomination. I'm a Bible believer, but I have to know that, you know, my person has a, a relationship with God, a personal intimate relationship with God is very important and that thing is lived out daily. You know, you need to de- define how important or not important is it to you or to them. Uh, you know, all of these things for from the social, political, and religious, you need to have these conversations because, you know, how does their political affiliations impact the relationship? You know, if you're looking for a long-term significant other, you have to use questions to discover if they are compatible. And because it, it could create like such tension because now you're having heated discussions about something that you guys should have talked about beforehand that was probably more than likely a uh, non-negotiable for you. Another point that I want to make is someone that is needy or clingy. We, we, we all need to have our own individuality, our time and our space, not for the sake of being secret, but you know, that those private moments that we can probably reflect and just that me time. And so if you have a clingy significant other, it literally will limit your availability to engage in activities that keep you happy, you know, within your own social circles or to find that personal alone time. So it can also add pressure to any relationship. It's, it, it will add that pressure. It will add that expectation that you always have to be present for them and they can never not be around you because they depend on you for, in essence, their happiness. And that is tiring. So you definitely want to uh, have a discussion around that or to look at this type of characteristic. Another point that I wanna make is lack of aspiration. Jeez, you know, aspirations guide you into your desired direction for a better well-being in life. And so when we see our significant other move towards their aspiration, we find them more desirable because we witness them being more confident and more assured in their sense of self. And so it can be very deflating to have a significant partner that is unable to move towards their independent aspiration or is unable to tap into their own uniqueness. That is a tough place to be. Um, Definitely need to to, to look into this. Another point that I wanna make is that you can't trust them. I'm one that subscribes to the idea that I can give a person out the gate trust. You don't have to earn it with me. Trust is something that is given, but you have to maintain it. And so if you're not able to maintain it, it's very telling. Trust in a relationship, it is crucial. It is something that can be built, 
Um, you can recover if it's broken from, although it's, it's very trying. But for me, again, this is why I said trust has to be maintained. Um, it exhibits and it provides respect, reliability, and confidence for and with each other. And so a healthy relationship is nourished by the, you know, your dependability on your significant other to be reasonably accessible, supportive, and present in the relationship. If I can't trust you, it could typically cause us to basically become emotionally detached from each other. And that's just real. Another point that I want to make is stubbornness and unwilling to compromise the rules of engagement. There is no, you know, a lot. And I use the word compromise here because it will resonate with most people. But for me, unwilling to set the rules of engagement. We all bring our own individual, you know, individuality and our purposes into our relationship. But we need to take notice if our, our significant other is stubborn, if they're stuck in their ways or is uninterested in your point of view. Rules of engagement is very important because um, it allows for us to have a mutual understanding and something that mutually benefits us of how we engage with each other. So there is no compromise. You're not settling. So, you know, you're not being stubborn. Like, look, we talked about these things and these things are what is important. Another point is poor communication. Again, I always talk about effective communication is so important. So obviously poor communication is hands down a non-negotiable that can definitely be a deal, you know, a deal breaker. We want to have healthy bonds. We want to create healthy bonds. We want to have these great connections when being in a relationship. But if you are unable to communicate with your partner, you will not be able to connect, period. If you're not being able to, you know, if you're not feeling heard or unable to understand your partner, you will have a hard time discovering anything about each other and even planning for the future. And that's just real. Another point that I want to make, unwilling to try new things unwilling to try new things. This is something that, you know, I don't like when a person likes to be so comfortable <laughs> that they're not open-minded. You know, we are filled with more and more access to, you know, so much around us in this world. You know, I just got my passport in 2020 <laughs> and I got to travel, you know, doing so right in the midst of the pandemic. But so you have these opportunities to explore the world. And I think it's so important. Um, it's all about really appreciating, you know, certain things, you know, for example, like what if I love to travel, which that's obviously going to be a thing for me and having those experiences together is important. But if you have a partner who is unwilling to try new things or what if they're like, well, I don't want to travel overseas. I don't want to do all those things. Eh, that's, that's a sticky part. We can't do these things together because these are some experiences that we want to do. But if they have, you know, if your significant other, uh, if you, you know, your significant other share different like views on trying new things, um, you probably end up spending a lot of time apart. And I've been in this place um, to where you're not compatible in certain areas. So you're doing things apart versus together. So you really need to evaluate this part because, um, you know, if this is something that is a non-negotiable for you, um, or 
maybe you don't mind doing solo adventures, but you need to really make an assessment of this. Another thing is for me, especially nowadays, like I look at the perspective of different diets and preferences. So for example, I am what is considered to be pesco vegetarian. I only eat uh, kosher fish and of course fruits and veggies and everything and primarily I drink water. So uh, if if you (laughs) listen, um, it it can be very challenging looking for restaurants to appeal uh, to your dietary needs. But you know, also if you're in a relationship, like thinking about this, you're with a person who, uh, like for me, I don't eat pork. I don't eat meat from an animal period. It can be really difficult to find a place that kind of like checks all the boxes when you guys are trying to go out. You have to be able to make, you know, discuss your eating habits with your partner. Uh, Sometimes if they don't, in essence, let's say have a kosher diet and you do, it can impact your overall health when you're sharing. Um, Because it's just so many different, especially if you're talking about long term and living together and everything. It's it can it can breed some challenges in the relationships, and that's just something that should be um, in discussion. Um, I've heard some people say I prefer someone who's vegan like me or vegetarian, you know, like me. It's very important for many many reasons, and so I think it's very important for us to have those discussions. Um, And the last point that I want to. Well, I guess not. I got a few, I probably have a few more. <laughs> and I'm going to hit these real, real quick. Um, one point that I want to make is a person who spends too much time on social media. This is definitely a non-negotiable. I don't want to feel second to anything. And if a person is so consumed with social media to where they're waking up and that's their focus and everything, more than likely, you know, they're using it as a measure. Um, and they're consumed with that. And to me, a lot of times, um, what you find is that the social media can become an addiction as well. Also, long distance. Uh, Sometimes we need some distance, but too much distance can create a disconnect and a falling out. So long distance um, is not just dating someone like in another state, it's also the availability for your partner to spend time with you. And so this is why when I talk about long distance dating, like you have to have the effort, the time, and the finances to make it work. It is unrealistic to be with someone and you guys are only meeting, you know, every other month or a quarter, once a quarter and everything. And you're, you're thinking that this is going to be a successful connection because we as human beings need that human interaction. We need to be in each other's presence uh, as much as possible. Another point that I want to make is a person who works too much. As much as your significant other may say that the money will solve all issues, baby, (laughs) no. If somebody is working too much, it basically equates to loss of quality time. And that's just real. Another point that I want to make is different sex drives. You know, your significant other may have mismatched sex drives. And you may find it harder to find, like, appropriate times to be intimate with each other and may need to work like smarter to find a ways to connect. But um, you have to also ask questions and preferences are centered around, um, you know, how you're going to do that. Like, for example, like how often do you like to have sex? How important, like the frequency and the duration of it? You know, what time of the day do you feel most intimate or, you know, do you enjoy foreplay and cuddling after, you know, do you feel comfortable communicating um, during sex. Like these are conversations that we need to have because, you know, again, you'll have someone that has different, 
a different sex drive and you get with them and then y'all are not in alignment and it can be definitely something that can be a detriment to the relationship. Also, another point is a person who doesn't prioritize you, you know, feeling special and appreciated are at the top of the advantages in being in a romantic relationship. And so if your significant other is putting other needs before uh, your own, that can definitely be a red flag. Another point is constant fighting, unwillingness to resolve conflict. You know, your time is valuable and it shouldn't be spent constantly arguing with your partner, especially if they fight dirty, period. (laughs) Another point, uncomfortable being yourself. If you are uncomfortable being yourself, comfortability is one of the top aspects that people look for when searching for a potential mate. And you must be able to feel that ease around your person so that you are able to be your best self, your most authentic self is so very important. And another point is cleanliness. Sheesh, and that is a a loaded gun. Bad breath, poor hygiene, uh, you can't see the floor at the house. Cleanliness can be a hard one for some people when it comes to their homes. so really, in my opinion, you know, taking a trip to make sure you're looking at your significant other's place or where they reside to check out and compare cleaning styles, it really can save you a lot of time and arguments. Um, I'm, you know, maintaining the basics is so important when it comes to cleanliness. It's also with self, um, you know, self-respect, good mental health. It, it, to me, I'm one that it's a high value for me and I look for it in a partner. And I just think that that's something that we should be. Um, Again, I talk about the rules of engagement. Rules of engagement for us to sit down and have open conversations is so key to avoiding some of these uh, non-negotiables. If we're talking about this out the gate from the get-go, we're good to go. We can be solid. You know, we're creating the bonds that's necessary. We got the, the, the tough stuff out of the way. But please know, you know, some things will never change. And so it is important that to be aware that some negotiables exist, you know, they're surface. Um, You have some flexibility, you know, there's something, but there's no guarantee. Sometimes some things will never change. So if you are experiencing something that's going on in the relationship, you have to weigh your options to see if the non-negotiable or the behavior that you're seeing can be adjusted or just move on to the relationship, next relationship. Why? (laughs) Because you owe it to yourself, honey. You owe it to yourself, so pay what it's due. All right, guys, this is my time. Thank you so much for tuning in to When Doc Speaks. I am your host, Doc Holly, and until the next time, see you later. Bye.